people out there like she's demonic and i'm like are you serious just because i use my voice am i um somehow being inappropriate uh-huh we don't want to talk about that though that's the thing about all this i'm like super grateful for all the work that people do in keeping me and many others safe unless you've known what it's like to have a target on your back um, I don't know that you, you understand the terror that a lot of people who work to keep our country safe have to deal with on a daily basis, okay? And it's not just on a physical level, it's to protect you mentally from the stress of this. So there are times where I think we have to understand it is actually in, in our best interest that we don't know the gruesome details every single day. If we're not prepared for it, because there's a caveat, there's a caveat here. You don't have to be in a uniform to have to accept reality, okay? Nobody's exempt from that. And unfortunately, we've made it a burden for children now. In a way, that's not bad. I kind of feel like there's a, a silver lining to that and that the sooner kids know what they're in for and this is what's going on and we as adults somehow don't know how to change it well at least they should know okay so you have a couple options because you're still kids your brains aren't fully developed yet we can't look at you as adults we have to look at you as children who are still developing concepts about language meaning life what is all this for they have such a myopic view of the world but that's for their own protection so i wonder why did nobody see that why have we never as a civilization said we need to have this one moral imperative if all else fails we need to protect the children and it seems like we can't even protect them from anybody they're all over the place they're one in politics they're in your government, they're in your schools, they're in your churches, they're in every single institution. How did they get there? And who let them in? Who's looking the other way? You know, when we deal with radicalism in, a, in any religion, we have the same exact problem. It doesn't matter what the religion is. It's always tied to something else. Radicalism and extremism is always tied to either the mafia or the cartel point blank that'll put a target on your back just being the the one who's stupid enough to say it they'll shoot your friends they won't murder your enemies they will shoot your friends people you love people who are close to you people in your community people who are somehow identified with you That's terrorism. What the fuck else are we supposed to call it? That's terrorism. Through and through, it's just here in America and somehow it came in through a chain of people. And I'm not talking just immigrants. Let's make that clear. Um, and they aren't all Mexican. In fact, most of the time, the Mexicans are just here to do the dirty work on the streets. You wanna talk about it now? They're not here to run the game. They're here to just make it 
make it happen, get that shit moved. Why do you think their labor is so valuable in America? It's not because, look, it should be because they're out here, they're doing the, the difficult jobs that they do every single day out there in the fields, out there in the vineyard, so you all can have some nice wine, so you all can have fresh fruit, so I can have fresh fruit and vegetables. Can you imagine a life without sustenance? These people are directly contacting, making contact with the earth so that we have nourishment at the beginning, middle, and end of the day, all hours where they're working. They hardly have time to sit down with their families, do they? And yet, we allowed at some point technology to become this locus of control in every single area. And you know what? It was all tied to the same cartel and mafia activity. That's the thing that we can never separate here. I was talking about Airbnb and Verbo today for a reason. We're going to get down to it. Believe me. We are going to get down to it. This is capitulation. This is endgame. It already happened. By the time I say it, here's the thing. I'm saying it because now I can process it. Now I can feel it. And now I know it doesn't control me. Because back then, boy, did it control me. That thing was like an electric collar around my neck. Every time I made a wrong move, just a zap of electricity. Sometimes I even wonder, did, did someone drug me and then put something in my brain and then I wake up in the same place like, wow, this was a really weird nap. It feels like the next day, but it's not apparently. Like, like, I don't even know what these people are capable of anymore. I just assume it's gruesome, it's horrible, it's painful, and it's a form of slavery. That's all I assume. When I wake up every day, just, okay, I went through a slavery. I was a slave to something. And then I met my masters, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? These guys? These guys. You gotta be joking. These idiots, the same ones I'm about to call the fuck out. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this the way that I do this. Because if I don't do it this way, I'm going to get killed. They've already made that abundantly clear. You don't have to hack my phone twice. And somehow, you're all running this game on teenage girls, even little girls, little boys, teenage boys, teenage non-binaries, teenage queers, teenage trans, feeding them drugs and then selling them a lie, a myth, that if they just move to this tropical island in this mansion, get a bunch of bitches, have a party house, swim in the pool, Film these girls naked, have some scandalous evidence, so if their parents start acting up, you can be like, well, I can release this video of your daughter, and then you make them watch it. How sad. How fucking sad. You know, there's, there's a way to handle this on every level. I just choose the level of diplomacy, because I'm not one to escalate it to where I know, I know, this... The, the Department of Defense is like, girl, you don't even know how bad it gets. 
you're just out there being like a spokesperson, thank you. But at the same time, you know, you don't actually know how bad it is. You don't have the names in front of you. You don't have the faces in front of you. You have very few people who are you who you are effectively socially sniping. One by one. We'll get down to it, Adam Schiff. Oh, I'll fluff your ego a little, a little bit. I'll see exactly where you go first. That's going to say a whole hell of a lot about what your priorities are. First stop, second stop, San Diego. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. After you and Hillary Clinton and all those Democrats pulled the shit you pulled on me? You have got to be crazy. And now I know why you're crazy. Because you did something bad. And when you do something bad and then you go on pretending like you didn't do something bad, it makes you crazy in the brain. Insane in the membrane. So we can't trust you to lead. We can't trust you to be involved in any sort of intelligence that involves one of the victims of that. Me. But I'm not the only one. I'm not stupid. Okay? I'm not stupid. I know I am not the only one. But that makes me that much more angry. We're just not very good with um, accepting women who are angry because inevitably they're going to use their voices. Depending on where they are, that may be heard or may not be heard, but the news will spread. This is word of mouth. This is grassroots. You just start fucking talking. Make your neighbors hear it because maybe they need to hear it. It's not like they're mad about it. They're like, preach. We don't care. We know you go on for about two hours and then you shut up. <laughs> like, it's fine. Nobody's mad at me for saying this, but I'm identifying these people by how mad they are at me. Or how they're trying to play me. Even the police are like, well, that's, I mean, that's fair. Because these are the people pulling the strings. Are they not? Are we not just their puppets? <laughs> if there's no separation here, no autonomy at a local level, at a state level, and at a federal level. If there's no autonomy here, you know what happens? Our entire constitution does not make sense. It just doesn't work. We have to start with a precedent here. What was written into the Constitution? Okay, if it's not working, maybe we should rethink it. If it is working, maybe we should build on top of that. It doesn't matter, like, how we as an abstracted force, a generation that's come long after this, doesn't matter how we feel about it. You have to understand that. These documents were written, what, 300 years ago almost, um, 250 years ago, whatever. I can't do my math when I'm angry, I'm sorry. But it was written a long time ago. Things have changed. They didn't know we were going to have this kind of advantage. It, this would have been called magic to them. This would have been called, like, witchcraft to them. If we had the knowledge we have now without informing other say like we could travel between time you know to periods of time either maybe not physically but consciously 
Okay, say at least that's possible. Well, if you could go back to the past with all the information that you have, and those people aren't prepared to hear it, they're going to react as if you're a witch. So don't do it. And if you do, be prepared for the long haul because you're going to be there literally for that span of time trying to do it. So let's just call this like time traveler business. First of all, don't, don't overschedule yourself in the quantum world, okay? Let's, uh, let's make it at least scientific if we're going to be kind of magical about our thinking. Don't over-stress yourself by trying to fix everything. Focus on what you can fix. But I don't think, you know, this is the problem, is all these guys are coming into these spaces or having their mouthpieces talk for them. Just say this, okay, or we'll mix our voices together and whatever. What, however you do it, I don't care. I'm just so over it. Do what, whatever, okay? Just make it happen because I want to hear what these people have to say. I want to hear what Joe Gerby, Gabri, I don't fucking know. That guy who's not, I'm sorry. Your baby mama's way too hot for you. Way too hot for you. She should be with a football player. Uh, Sorry, bro, but that was a downgrade. Especially when she finds out what you were doing with your company. Because I'm going to give the women a, a slight pass here. Sometimes these men don't almost, uh, excuse me, all the time, almost all the time, almost every day, every hour, every minute, and every second of the day, these men are telling lies. Their whole businesses are lies. They're literally Silicon Valley fronts, the biggest ones we've ever had in history. You think I'm not going to be fucking mad when they start coming for me? After all the work I did. With my mind. Okay? With my brain. With my soul. All I had to say was one thing for a whole other thing to unfold. Is that what you're doing? Are you building? Because no, you're not building shit. You're just making a trap. That's all you're doing. That's all these mafias and cartels can do is make a trap on a trap on a trap in a trap. Just so many traps. It's all just traps. You walk in, you don't know who you're moving in with anymore. Sometimes you get uh, called into the trap house and they're going to make sure that you get there. When you get to the trap house, you're kind of, you're evaluated by the house itself. If it's nice, then you deserve to be in that kind of environment. It's supposed to be a reflection of you in a way. The landlady may or may not own the property. I don't even fucking know. I don't know. All I know is when I started asking questions and making inquiries, I was getting some information that I, that, that changed things. Um, it really changed how I saw an entire city, to be quite honest with you. It changed how I saw an entire state. I was like, oh, this is what it is. I get it. I'm worth capturing to these people. I'm so valuable to these people, not because of the, the money necessarily, but because I can be used 
if they shape me the right way, if they get me into Hollywood, if they get me into the music industry, if they make me a model, if they make me a writer, they could just put, they could open up the floodgates of privilege and I wouldn't be right here right now. This is my fundamental problem, which is what makes me a little bit controversial, if you haven't noticed. I say shit that makes everybody mad. Every single person. I make everybody mad. Even myself. So don't think that you're privileged for, for being the one, the ones who I get to make mad because I make myself mad and then we're all just mad. I mean, maybe we need to have that moment where we're all just real fucking angry about stuff. They're exploding thi or they're blowing up things. The rail, the railroads are, are having their little war. Um, and it's not a little war. It's a very serious one. When I said I'm going to, I'm going to build that electric Shinkansen for America, I meant it. Do you think I was joking? Of course you don't think I'm joking and you're privilege let me just make something clear you have been touched by an angel that i'm not standing right in front of you saying this stuff watching your face sink and your heart drop and your stomach start to curdle and you get real scared because you know i'm fucking serious i don't need to swing my bag at your face I'll just destroy everything around you first. This whole castle made of sand. You know how easy that is to knock down? The bar is low, honey. The bar is so low. You all are so easy. Like, my goodness. Your mama did raise a fool. No hate to your mom, but she raised a fool. Like a real big idiot. People could listen to me talk shit to the elites for up to possibly two hours. But I can't last two hours because honestly, I don't really care at the end of the day. I just want what's mine. I want to get on with my life. I want to do what I want to do. And I want everybody to do their homework for once. You're all behind. Congratulations, you all got Fs on the test. I'm the only one who aced it. No, seriously, I aced that motherfucker. And you all got flying fucking Fs. And therefore, you are losers. I'm goddamn serious. You guys are losers. I feel bad for your girls. Uh, look, I know that they do things. They may not have known why they were doing those things. But at the end of the day, when I look at it, I'm like, well, we were kind of in the same position. <laughs> were we not? I mean, you sophisticated it with this one. <laughs> Is she a simulation? Yeah, to you. But to me, she's a real human being. And she's going through something. I can sniff it, honey. I can sniff it. They're like, girl, don't switch the codes for them. I don't. I'm switching the way I tweet because I need to use language they understand. That's it.
I'm not doing this for a motherfucker. I'm not doing this to make anybody happy. I'm doing the opposite for a reason. It's going to hurt when this bone breaks. When this one pops out of the socket, it's going to hurt. Don't go to the people who broke, <laughs> broke your legs, broke your arms, broke your heart, broke your brain. Don't go back to those people asking them if they have a fix for this. They're going to say no and tell the truth because they do not. However, they do have an option, and that's this drug that'll kill you real fast. You might spend some time on the streets, though, because they can't have you doing all that in their apartment complexes, in their hotels, in their uh, in their parks, in their, you know, on the sidewalk. I mean, the sidewalk's fine. They'll just walk over you as long as they can see you so they know it's working. The whole plan, it really is working. I mean, wow. No wonder why you invented being woke. You, no, no, no. I'm sorry. You misappropriated what that meant. And then you made it something that is so incredibly hostile, demeaning, dehumanizing, denigrating, all the things. Deathly. And you're out there with, you know, because this is class over time. This is your trajectory of education over time. You started off with A's, A pluses when you were kids because I feel like life just starts you there. You're fine. You're perfect. You're a child. You're innocent. But then as you grow older, your grades start to slip. You lose the inner child. You beat the inner child or it gets beaten out of you by somebody else. And then your grades start to slip even more. Now you're not even interested in school, but you have to stay. Life is going to make you stay. And then by the time you're a little bit older, it's just kind of like, fuck it. I'll take that F as long as I get to be free. Oh, I know. I know. I know the wrath of it all that comes up for my generation and the younger ones. Because we've been exposed to this since we were children, okay? At no point did adults say, maybe we should probably deal with the child porn problem on this internet thing. And the fact that there are pedophiles all over it, maybe we should do something about it. Um, I don't know. Am I preaching to the choir at this point? Are there any people who disagree with me? Because I need to talk to them. Okay, yeah, those are the people I need to be preaching to. But thanks to this, thanks to my reputation, it just gets out. I mean, do I need to record it while I'm saying it? No, I just do it for my own benefit because I like posting content on occasion. Okay, let's not talk about the content addictions we've got going on here simultaneously with the drug addictions and the porn addictions and whatever addiction you've got. We've all got a little bit of it. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I perceived a day, let me talk about when I used to go to that church. I perceived a day that someday I was going to be invited onto this stage. And I, I think I was thinking this when that guy who played Jesus in that one Jesus movie, or movie about Jesus, Mel Gibson one, Passion of the Christ. <laughs> oh my gosh, the screenings y'all had for Passion of the Christ. And it was not the whole story. I mean, it could be a mini series if we're 
we're frank about it because first of all you got to tell the story of mom of the mother of the virgin mary okay let's talk about how she had a kid while still being a virgin now this was a philosophical debate at the time because there were people who knew that she was a slave to somebody okay and they started to think to themselves because remember jesus was a pioneer he was a pioneer in being woke he was more woke than anybody in his culture to the point that they were like we gotta kill this guy we really got to get rid of him. This is the thing. If you really want to talk about all the controversy between Christianity and Judaism, it's this. They don't want to talk about it. Did they kill Jesus or no? I mean, come on. We just got to ask the question. Did you kill Jesus? Because if you did, that's horrible. I mean, that would make me not really have a complete understanding of where this thing was supposed to go. When he's like out there call, saying, I am the son of God, I am the son of God. How do we not know that he was saying, I am the son of this one man who was real high up there? You know, that's God to him because he's he's young. He's tall. This is all the story of his consciousness over time. He's saying, when I was very young, I used to think that this was God or that person was God. And then I was reali I realized I was the son of this this man because I have an earthly father and a heavenly father. Okay, so maybe the Heavenly Father part was a coping mechanism. You never know. But then he ended up contacting the, I don't know, aliens. You just don't know how this all went down. That's all I'm saying. That is all I am saying. We don't know how this all went down, and yet we've made this very destructive ideology out of it. That's not, that's not the result of, in my opinion, it's not the sole result of whiteness. It's the result of us not acknowledging a real truth about how schisms in religion and now these wars that are fought in the name of religion, in the name of God or Yahweh or Allah even, because these are the big three here. Or, excuse me, the, when I say God, sometimes I am also referring to the Indian gods and goddesses. That, but then there's also like the pantheon of like Greek gods and we know. Ro the Romans were the one who, who were like, no, we just, we want to really, really drive this one God thing home. <laughs> we really, if we have to kill people for it, we're going to kill people just for them to say, just for them to, and don't even fucking sound bite me people, but just to say, in the end, our history is a whole history, okay? All of our histories weave together in a way that comprises the story of civilization. Now, what we're seeing happening on a, I think a philosophical and cultural level is that we're seeing the, the, the boundaries of these things or the landscape of these things really become boundaries, become fractured so now there's really big gaps actually in history if you if you look at how information often gets deleted we're looking at something that that has the potential to create such gaps in our understanding of our history that when we look back we are really only 
were focused on certain periods of time because that was when people were alive. Uh, our ancestors were alive during that time. If they weren't alive, we wouldn't have anything to write about. But then, you know, add on top of these gaps an even bigger chasm or layer that onto it. If you're just imagining, imagining this in your mind, this is like the Grand Canyon, um, the chasm between growing bigger, the erosion of history. So we, we kind of have to evaluate it from this, this like angle. It's an angle. Okay. And I admit that I don't want people to think that I don't have my own personal <laughs> personal opinions here. I do. I have my own opinions and I think they matter because I'm coming from this very, very isolated space. Like it hasn't just been on a personal level. This is actually just the result of all the other kinds of isolation I've had to deal with. Society will isolate you by what it thinks you should be doing, especially in the digital age. Literally, if all our opportunities become a part of this digital or technological ecosystem and we don't still have jobs that we can do that are meaningful without technology, I kind of fear for us. Because if all the jobs become digital and the thing is corrupted, it can't even, honestly, it doesn't even work that well. All these glitches we have are because we're all, everybody's plugged in to the teats of Google and Amazon and Microsoft's clouds and whoever else has a cloud. They all just have clouds now and we're all connected. So if they get fucked up, all of our, all of our work is gone. All just gone, deleted. I mean, Y2K, but 23 years late. <sighs> And I am so concerned. I'm just like, can you all live without this thing to begin with? Is that why the mass hysteria? Because if it did go away, you couldn't live without it and your jobs would go away. You wouldn't be able to be an OnlyFans girl on, you know, in this space. I'm sorry. You can't have this much internet traffic going there because that means something, something's happening here. And it's bad. Like if you just look at, looked at that that one piece of data alone the internet traffic that is going to porn sites kitty porn sites human trafficking sites the dark web that's scary so for all you people out there thinking you're using tor to get away with it i have some news for you motherfuckers no you don't i helped invent the thing that exposes tor exposes all of your little secrets okay this is what you all are scared of right Right? What if she takes over? Bitch, it already happened. Internet traffic is internet traffic. It doesn't matter what you build to divert it. It's still going to go somewhere. It's still sitting. It's there running in a stream. Just like the dream I had. I had a dream. Okay? I'm going to take a sip of water and then I'm going to tell you about my dream. So, it was a nice one, actually. Okay. So in this dream, um, I wake up in 
like a, it looks like a cosmic water park. Like a water park and you're, you're at the very top where they start to push you into the stream, right? And I'm just like, look, when I get in a dream, the thing I want to remember is how beautiful it is. It's, it's not really about how I feel or what I'm thinking. All those things are kind of secondary, like feeling and thinking don't really happen a lot in dreams. If you haven't noticed, you're just there. And it's almost like a suspension of time in which you get to access layers of consciousness at will. These ones though, because these are the ones that wake up when you go to sleep. Okay, so your dreams are almost like a shadow reflected off of a wall. And adjacent to that wall is, is the thing, if you could open it, The, the flow of like cosmic energy would be able to move freely to the next point because there's like all these different points. And I think that, okay, so I'm in this dream. I was going to go somewhere else, but then I decided that wasn't the move. So in, in my dreams, I, I'm there having an experience. And so I'm in this, I wake up and I'm in this um this inner tube kind of thing actually no i'm not even in an inner tube i'm in the tube of the the pipe thing okay where they're gonna push me and i'm a little bit scared that's it i'm just a little scared and i'm leaning leaning like back i have my arms in a cross position my legs are straight in front of me just like you one does at a water park and then they give me a push and i just start floating and I'm looking around, I feel like the warmth of the sun. It's just the most beautiful experience I'm having. And then these like Buddhist monks kind of float past me. They're also on their backs and they smile at me and they laugh and they keep going. They're going a little faster than I am for whatever reason. I mean, I don't know how that's possible, but they do. And so I'm going down this thing and then all of a sudden the tide changes a bit. And there are two, there's like an off-ramp of sorts. And I just get pushed towards that off-ramp. And it goes in spirals, like just spirals all the way down. You can feel the speed and like gravity kind of pulling you, pulling at you. And then I end up full speed running down the street of a neighborhood at night. And I'm flying down the street, really, just like running for miles and miles and miles and miles, like a train almost. And as I pass, lights are on in different configurations. And for some reason, my mind encodes this as a memory. And so now I have this memory of something that happened in this place. And then I go back to sleep and then I wake up here. So when I woke up, I tried to write this dream down, but I don't think I really captured all of it because it needs a voice. Like it needs my emotional input in it or else it's not going to mean anything. It's just going to be words. Like kind of how I feel about my tweets. I try to put my emotion in it, but at the end of the day, it's not really, it's not 
really who I am. It's not really what I mean to say. It's just all I've got. This language that I've developed through Twitter. It's my, my tweet song. I don't know. Anyways, so I had this dream, and then, and this was while I was living in North Park, I believe. Maybe it was before that, I don't know. That's the tricky thing about time and memory. I have no idea, actually. But I I was living now in this neighborhood where when I got there, it was, it was, it was hood. I mean, <laughs> it had its... It had its ge hidden gems, and um, I hadn't really spent a lot of time there. I was just, like, in a different scene, in a different mood in my early 20s. And I never really, I didn't grow up in, in the San Diego bar scene, so I was out doing other things, people. I'm sorry. I was trying to upscale it when I wasn't prepared for what I saw with the upscales, what these kids are doing, these kids in the suburbs. My God, they all have drug problems. And somehow you're just that innocent girl who walks into it like, why do these, why are these guys so messed up? I was just trying to meet a nice homie on MySpace. Like, how hard is that? <laughs> what? I'm just trying to rebound from this high school, this high school puppy love affair. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so now. I'm starting, okay, like, when I was in my 20s, my early 20s, when I was, like, 19, 20, 21, I started hating my body more than I've ever hated my body. Just really hating on myself, like, because for some reason, I just, I always had, like, kind of a weird, underdeveloped body, like a kid's body. People really thought I was a kid because I hadn't gotten hips. My butt wasn't popping. I don't know what's going on with my boobs, but flat chests are always in style. That's what they tell me. So I'm just like, yeah, I mean, whatever. All I've got going for me is that I know how to dress better than these hoes. Like, seriously, these white girls. I'm sorry, the ones in college, the ones that just wear flip-flops everywhere in sweats and, like, don't even try. I'm like, look. I'm in my, my, I'm in my pre-glow days. I don't need a glow up. I'm going to be the glow up. So I'm just going to be in my pre-glow days, looking cute, getting the clothes, whatever my style is. Cause I'm a little indie girl, <laughs> metal girl, punk girl, pop punk girl, em screamo girl and emo girl. I'm all these different things. So my eclectically simple style said a lot <laughs> people were like oh she wears coach to class yeah so you're already on the wavelength where it's like no we know we're rich we don't need to even try we just will show up with the thing that's trendy and that costs a lot of money for how stupid it is do you remember those cnc tank tops ladies let's bring them back i actually love them they were just never for my body. They're way too long. I would have cut them, but they cost so much money. I'm like, this is so much money for a tank top. Like $70? Are you fucking kidding me? These things were made in Vietnam, and you put a nice tag on it. That's it. 
they're soft. They're super soft, but should we be surprised? We're coming up with cheaper ways via slave labor, slave labor, to make textiles even. Um, and this is what we're we're focused on. We're just like, how do we make it softer and more luxurious? And how many people do we have to employ overseas to do it? So look, I don't have a hatred of the fashion industry. I actually love the art of it. What I don't like is the seedy underbelly. I just don't, I'm not a big fan of any seedy underbellies. Let me make that clear. Even the bars, y'all are creepy. The people who hang out there all have a problem and they don't want to talk about the problem so they bitch and moan and drink themselves to death. I know it's a whole culture. I watched Shameless. They called me Hood Fiona. And I was like, yeah, you're goddamn right I'm Hood Fiona. I'm about to get ghetto on you. And you know what that means because all I gotta call up is one homie. They already see what's going on on the streets, okay? They see you driving around with your Teslas and your nice cars and who you hang out with at the bar or at the the mustachio clubs. <laughs> the mustache clubs. They know what you all do in the back rooms. Come on, motherfuckers. You think I'm stupid? You don't have to tease one's hidden room for me to know there's, like, probably a bunch of other hidden rooms. People don't stay that long at restaurants to know who's going in and going out. You can show up anytime. You can park underground. The whole thing exists. And I'm just like, yeah, I know. Because I know y'all would like to get me down to one of those little dungeons so you can do your thing. I know exactly what you want to do to me. And I'm not even the hottest one. But you want to do it so badly that now you're trying to control my life. And you were doing it long before I called it out. That's the thing. I have I knew the moment I stepped foot in the United States. This is what I was going to come back to. And I fought it and fought it and fought it. But then I also thought, maybe I'm in love with one of these fuckers and I just don't even know it. Maybe one of them is my soulmate and I just don't know it. Because we're kind of in the same thing together, but at the same time, we're playing it from different sides. And you don't know who I'm working with on the other side. So, yeah. Imagine being in the middle of all that. Okay? And this is, <laughs> this is in 2015, seven years ago. And then I end up with this kid who's got me on lock. But then he starts to discover, I already know. I already know what this whole thing is all about and where the people who don't want you to fuck me want you to be out of the way so they can get their girl because there's this one line that they, they're scared of crossing. It's, it's which, which one of us is she gonna love? <laughs> which one? Which one is she gonna fuck? That's all you care about. Who the fuck Jessica's gonna fuck? Or Jessica's daughter? Or Jessica's niece? Anybody related to Jessica? Who she gonna get with? Is it gonna be a football player? Is it gonna be a rapper? Is it gonna be a hedge fund guy? Is it gonna be a VC guy? Is it gonna be the SpaceX guy? The, the car guy? Who's it gonna be? Like... God damn. 
Make a bitch go crazy. And it's like entertaining at the same time. So it's never going to end until we get to this point where I say, okay, well, everybody, party's over. It's time for some of you motherfuckers to go to jail, go to prison, get arrested, clink, clink. Now they're, they're locking you up. Okay, it's time. It was time years ago, but we had to see what the fuck was happening. I had to see it. They helped me see it. People who care about me helped me see it, stood by me, even though I didn't know all I could feel. All I could feel was energy protecting me, like a force field. And I knew this is what it means to have God's protection. It moves through the spirit. It moves through the heart. You all are trying to move through the mind, move through the body, because that's all you've got is a mind and a body. You don't have a spirit and a soul. You're dead. You don't even know what it means to have that because you're disconnected from it. That's what happens when you kill other people's spirits and you kill their dreams and then you kill their souls. You're the one who loses your soul. They don't. Read your fucking Bibles. And not just the King James Version, not just homies. When you're sitting there in your Ikea prison or whatever, you're so lucky to have. I hope it's about the size of this one. I think you deserve at least that. You know, you did do some good things for humanity. Let's give you, let's give you some literature. Um, some a little bit of music. We'll just keep it. We'll keep it to what helps you stay at peace for your duration in that IKEA prison, okay? Because we acknowledge. Thank you so much. I'm doing the the prayer thank you emoji right now with my own hands, saying thank you so much. Now, get out of the way. Now, go where you gotta go. Get your. You cannot have access to these platforms anymore because we don't want to hear your shit, okay? Deplatformed. We know that you committed a crime against humanity and only hum humans, the innocent, the good people who are trying to dialogue and trying to get to know their neighbor and trying not to be hostile, trying to change, okay? These people are like, we get it. We were under the influence of a drug, literally and figuratively. Okay, so I'm, I'm like, good for you. Uh, patting, patting your heads, giving you a hug, Sending you my love, good for you, because we identified the source of all this. And if you think that you're not guilty because you were under the influence of something, well, that applies to you. You're innocent. Thank you very much for understanding the nature of this problem. It absolves, I would say, 99% of us, ironically. But the other 1%, I got to look at these fuckers, and I've got to deal with these. They won't let you deal with them until you become the point one percent, And then when that happens, because you start getting a little bit, oh damn, she was the, all, they realized all this time, she was the point zero, 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 one percent. You're not ever going to make it there, homie. So don't even try. Don't come to me like, can you talk to your mom? Bitch, I am your mom. And no, she's not going to spare you.
time for consequence. This isn't time for uh, my kindness. Uh, this isn't time for you to know I forgave you. I'm going to forgive you when your ass is out. That's when I'll forgive you because you're out of sight, out of mind, homie. I don't even need to think about it. Forgiveness is me saying, oh, the debt already was paid. It's covered. We took it all back. <laughs> we repoed this motherfucker. And we do it case by case. Because these things are big. It means control. It means power. It means you have to stop all the shit that's going on on the streets. Because people are just going to get killed. And then you got to stop the streets, or the, the thing that's going on between the streets and the city council and the local, um, whatever, the mayor. You don't even know what's going on between those people. So how are you going to know what's going on between us, them, and the federal government? Okay? So identify the source of it. Um, Uncle Sam is had some problems <laughs> with his organizational skills. Let's just say that. That and people were dying so that, yeah... This is a form of colonialism, and yet we, we're having the wrong debate here, people. We're acting like the choice is fascism and democracy. We haven't even talked about the fact that this is a colony with 50-plus states. Well, I mean, and some colonies. Some ter some, we still call them territories. But they're still, they're the, the colonies of all colonies because they're hosting all of our soldiers. <laughs> they're hosting the military. And so we have, we, but we still call them territories because they need to know the reason why you're territories because you're not actually in control here. Okay, so, but I'm as American as America's gonna be. Okay? It's gonna be more like me in the future because let's just face it the girls are hot we got good bodies <laughs> we're talented we got a voice we're not afraid not afraid okay at the end of the of the day i'm i'm gonna look at a white guy like a white guy you're a white guy don't be offended because i said that just know i look at you like you're a white man uh-huh i know what you're I know what your grandpappy was all about. He's living up there in the Appalachian Mountains. <laughs> he's out there on the river. He's out there fishing. But he started all this. He kept it going. What do you think all these clubs are for? All the clubs. All the lodges. All the, the Freemason things. In the end, they laugh about us calling it the Illuminati because it's like, well, we see the illumination. That's it. We don't see the darkness behind it. So what else do you want us to call you? The Monjovians? Mongovians? Is that your official name? I think Moradovians? <laughs> You're Moradovians. You're like from Mordor. Seriously. People are like, this bitch has gone insane. Well, you would too. If you manage to sneak past the illumination, they try, they start to try, they try to get you on it. They try to get me on it. Back in 08, 09. And I was like, no, thank you. I already did my homework. I know what you're all about. But so many, so many girls like me 
walked into this new prism. They were just so attracted to it. It was like, it's just fascinating to even know something like that could exist. These little monuments, these installations of, of just real beauty. Really, they are beautiful. Things that you can never imagine if you live in your average working class city. These people never get to see what, what these girls who are called into it see. And so they're, they're addicted to it. It's you get addicted to beauty. So we all are addicted to beauty. And we judge it because of people's outer beauty. So I'm kind of looking at it like, I hope I get rejected. <laughs> I honestly hope these people never come for me, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid because all the girls that are out there now are starting to look a little more like me. And this is either a good thing or a really bad thing. We'll see in, a, in maybe a decade when they start to look like they are haunted by some things that they don't want to talk about. You think Ariana Grande wants to talk about all of it? No. But she has to heal from it, which is what I really hope she's doing at the end of the day. I just hope she's healing from this. And whatever that means, if it means comping your vocals, girl, do it. Like, that's great. Because that healed me. So why wouldn't it heal you and do more and maybe make you the next, you're the next poppin' producer? And you're not on the track. You're just producing the track. Because why not? You don't have to be on every track. I don't want to be on every track. I am so selective about who I work with that if I know I can just work directly with that person, I'm not going to fuck around with all these other recording studio bros. Their janky-ass setups and shit. Like, you think I'm that fascinated by your light scheme? You've got it wrong. And I don't like the culture in these studios. I've I've just, I sense the vibe by the way the men talk to me. They talk to me like, yeah, you get up in here, you know, put some beats on. I'll get the best of the best for you. It doesn't matter. All I'm doing is hitting play. Oh, you sound good in any mic, girl. It doesn't matter. Come to the shitty studio. <laughs> Come to, you already record your own stuff, so... And so when I go to New York and I'm like, okay, well, let's see where this goes because there's something that probably needs to be talked about, but I'm scared because I know that the homies know what it's all about. And at the same time, I trust them because they know what it's all about. They know how this is affecting their own communities. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's affecting all of us, but I see how it's affecting you the most still. Like, really, there's nobody else who's suffering more than your communities. I, I totally, a thousand percent see that. Especially as somebody who was born from a Navy brat family. Albeit an immigrant Navy brat family. These are different. They're not, they're not as bad as, <laughs> I'm sorry. They're not as bad as the actual privileged Navy brats. Uh-huh. The ones who are like, I know who your man is. <laughs> I know who you're talking about because we see him and we're like, oof. <laughs> it's gonna get spicy up in this motherfucker. 
I gotta change the subject. I'm not quite done, but I gotta cool it on the cursing. And I've gotta calm down. I'm getting a little too hot and bothered here, okay? But all these girls, they know exactly, exactly who I'm talking about. And I'm like, damn, I already have to deal with these Hollywood hoes, these music industry girls who, I don't hate, I think they're all great, like, but you're all being used, like, you're all being played, so, um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, on top of that, now there's all these military women who are like, we know who you're, no, no, government women who are like, we know who you're talking about, he's so hot, <laughs> and I'm like, I know, because there's just a look there, I keep seeing it, uh, different people, different faces, kind of the same, but there, it's there, mm, yeah, they're narrowing it down <laughs> for me, they know, they know who I'm talking about, and, uh, yeah, that's embarrassing, that's just really embarrassing, because then, then I gotta tell people, well, yeah, technically, this is stalking, <laughs> technically, this is exactly what I hate the other guys for, so who am I supposed to, how am I supposed to trust somebody that way? I'm dead serious. I'm like, how am I supposed to trust anybody? Because you're all doing the same thing at the end of the day. It feels exactly the same. It's all like stalking. And like, I'm driving people crazy because I just keep hashing it out in my mind. But then again, it's also the reason why I feel a little like trapped in this. I feel like, well... Why does this have to depend on me picking somebody? Can't I just get on to my thing and have my own life for like a minute? After all of this, can I just have my my solitude and my peace without making it about picking somebody? Because that's not really what I need right now. I mean, not to say, not to say that I don't want to see anybody. I'm just saying, I don't want to commit to anything right now like that so soon give me time that's it and I'm kind of mean like I realize that I scare people because I'm just always so like just so sharp they always say I'm so sharp but when I dull myself I don't feel happy if I you know if we have to identify with with our respective you know some people are like bombs they're always like trying to love bomb you they're trying to like go off on you just like their fuse and they go off there are other people who are kind of like snipers they'll just wait they're like especially in video games you kind of see this whenever you have to pick your character you kind of look at what weapon they're good with what are their skills okay so a long time ago when this all started to unfold right in front of my eyes literally right in front of my eyes on my screen <laughs> taking the internet's taking me places i don't even have what am i even clicking on anymore it's just taking me places and i'm just like oof, we're going down the rabbit hole of the internet i knew they were gonna try at some point to bring me down the rabbit hole of the internet and see how I deal with it. And, you know, then I was like, 
I don't know if I want to do all that. Like, it, what all these other girls are doing my age looks really fun. It looks like they don't have a care in the world. They can enjoy moments with their friends. They can go out and not feel this burden on them all the time. And I feel the weight on me every single day. And I wish I didn't. So a lot of regret was built there, kind of like a wound that I had to encase, like put in a hyperbaric chamber. It was that bad. It was like I couldn't breathe and something was constantly crushing me. So I, I didn't have specific ideas, you know, people even to attribute this feeling to. I assumed it came from myself, like I was just the one producing it. And then as I grew older and the the thing started to become clearer and clearer and clearer, I think I forced myself to just grow up in a way that most people don't have to grow up until they're very, very old. I had to start expanding my view of things almost across a time that I hadn't traversed yet. I hadn't really gone there, so. I don't really want to talk about it sometimes, like even in therapy. I kind of go to let my cynicism out in therapy. I don't want a lot of people to see that. I go to talk shit about men in therapy. That's really all we do, which is why I think therapy has been so helpful to me, because I'm talking shit about men to a man. And he, he's like, that's fine. I get it. <laughs> that's the most healing thing that a person like me might be able to experience in terms of communication. It's just the ability to say what I really feel about these men and say it to a man who's not like these men so I can trust him, okay? That's a very basic thing. Thank you to the state of Colorado for making this one happen. I've got to say, perfect choice, really. Like, that's all I needed out of all of this. Just to trust one man. He's not trying to do anything. He's not trying to get with me. He's not trying to have sex with me. He's not trying to hurt me. Just one man, okay? That's my therapist. Screw everybody who doesn't like therapy because you don't know. You just don't know. And then over, you know, over the past few years, I've had, I've had a lot of time, um, a lot of sleep. I needed it. My brain was fried. I mean, pretend like your brain just explodes. Like that's what happened. My brain exploded from all the th information that I was holding in and not being able to communicate except through these ways that, you know, arguably are the only way you can communicate them and that's through your art. I wouldn't really want another language, to be honest. That's why I struggle with even talking about it. Like, because 
I only know this one language, and that's music, that's art, that's creativity. And if I didn't have that, I don't think I'd even have survived this long. My brain would have gone, I would have gone crazy a long time ago. The doggos feel my pain. They, they hear it. They, they sense it in the voice like animals, nature, all of it. That's what it is when you get down to what your pain really is. And you figure out it has a name. It has a face sometimes. It has an image, an action, a memory. All of it, it's all attached, right? And that's what comprises memory. So if you're not in tune with that, as you grow older, you start cutting off, really quite literally cutting off the connections between those memories and those, those very primitive instincts or reactions or outcomes. It's like blunting yourself. And drugs really do a good job at helping people blunt themselves. Drugs are, are the most addictive. They're just addict, they're addictive on purpose. But for a lot of people, they cover a whole swath of effects. They cover a whole bunch of symptoms. And it's all at once. It takes it all away for that duration of time. Um, and those people aren't going to really know when society, th these upper people in, in society, their only, <laughs> seems like their only pastime is, is hearing about death or participating in it, or instituting it, or sanctioning it even. I mean, there's just all these different ways. But as long as they're hearing about it and getting the good feedback, that's all that matters to them. And it comes to them illuminated. We have erased this many people from society. Now we can control what's left a little bit easier. Now we can properly propagandize them. Through our media channels, our television stations, our movies, our television shows, what have you. There are so many different ways, but they do it. And they do it really well. You almost would never know, but you will know eventually when they start trying to funnel you into one of these, these avenues. Sounds like a conspiracy theory, but... If you live it and you know it and, and you talk about it, you live to talk about it, then you might have a perspective that nobody else has. And so if they start, you know, planting the seeds here to make it all seem like a conspiracy, these boys, you know, they're kids. Some of these kids. Some of these castle kids do the most heinous things and I'm not just saying heinous in a moral sense I'm saying heinous in an aesthetic sense what you're calling art to me you know what I think about it I'm bored it's so uninspired very few people ever become so inspiring in the world of art that they stop you dead in your tracks like you just see it and it stops you that's all it is this reaction to things. We've made a whole society out of reacting. It's an art to react the way 
that an artist would react to another piece of art. And that means a lot. I mean, that has value. Let's talk about it. That um, could amount to millions and millions and millions of dollars if you're the kind of person who they trust to react. So you be moving things. <laughs> you're just putting your tastes out there and letting someone curate it all because why would I want to... Why would I... Which is sad. I mean, to me that's sad because I like discovering people myself. Not to say every time that somebody has brought an artist, an artist into my view and asked, you know, really, what do you think of this person? I'm not saying that that's not something I, I don't enjoy, or that's not something I enjoy, because I really do. There are some incredible people out there, and I don't want to be that person who, wokely, in the white sense or the tech bro, white tech bro sense, who wokely evaluate somebody's art based on their political views. However, the way they communicate is going to say the most. So if they're defensive, I'm just going to give it time. They're probably tied up in some things they know I'm not going to really appreciate. So, okay, well, let me just give it some time. Show me who's ready. Show me what, what you know is going to matter to me. Because that heals me. It's it's like a form of gift giving, really. And I appreciate that because I, I, I try to give everything that I say I'm giving as a gift. I try not to put conditions on it because what are, what's the point of conditions? When I talk about the Federal Reserve, when I talk about my things and say my things... I'm kind of like, when are you going to realize the only thing that's required for this is that you get it together and you learn from the past. Don't keep doing the things that are damaging people's lives. Inflation, that's your paycheck. That's how much you're going to split between you and your corporate and conglomerate and political partners. You all get a little cut of that. We just don't see it being passed around because now you have all these different vehicles to do it, these instruments. What do you want? You want art? You want this? You want that? You want some drugs? You want some girls? What do you want? It's all on the market. You can have anything. You're just like the fixers for it. Like, that's a whole level. You don't get it. People are looking at me like, how do you got all these levels to you? I don't know. I guess I inherited a little bit of a, a intellectual spaceship, so to speak. And so none of this stuff is too high for me. I can see it all from every angle from above. I go to sleep sometimes and I wake up in these expanses that are just, they are really like what the future should look like in my mind. The more advanced these sort of dreamlike visions have become when I sleep. Um, the more I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it should look like because it's, it's integrated in nature again and it's advanced, like just so far be advanced beyond these, um, tech bro mafia and cartels grand vision for the future. We don't go to Mars. We make our heaven here on earth. No, really, so that all people get to experience it. We make it all like that. 
there are very few so if you want to get into the middle eastern middle eastern my admiration for middle eastern architecture and art and all that islamic art and architecture especially um <laughs> you gotta understand i'm not looking at american engineers to develop that or to at least conceptualize it based on what we've seen throughout history has been resilient which is beauty the beautiful monuments that we've built not to gods or not not to people especially but to ourselves like to say this is the gift that i'm that that we're giving back something that inspires us when we see it something we love to look at it's got color it's got brightness it's not drab and dreary it's not a white house Look at how beautiful this thing is. So I appreciate, I appreciate that this has been established in some cultures throughout history. And when I look at all the warring and the fighting, after I get over the grief of knowing people are going to die, well, actually, I never get over that. But once I let myself see beyond this for just a second, I think about all the art that's going to be destroyed, all the literature, all the history, and I'm like, my goodness, if this happens, we might have a dark ages again. We might be on the verge of a massive dark age. And when I say dark age, I mean, it is, it's around the corner for another generation. They're going to have a blind spot now, and they might take these things that we're building and make some grotesque things because they don't really know about art. They don't know about the world. We're always in this battle for the internet, um, for supremacy on the internet. In a way to show this struggle, well, who's gonna control information? Because information is what really underpins even architecture. If your plan, say you're a digital architect of some sort, and your plan gets heisted, and then somebody interprets it wrong, and really just distorts it to make something that is, da is damning for humanity. You know, who's to blame for that? Did I not protect it enough? Was this like my child I was supposed to protect even though I had all these uh, people trying to exploit me. Because, homie, this was a, bil a billion dollar idea back in 2008. When you have intellectual property, you have to kind of, especially when you're a nobody, you sort of hope that there are people out there who are going to respect your intellectual property because the vast majority of people will not. And you have to hope that those are the people to whom these things are actually being presented. Because they have to think about, okay, well, what does this mean beyond the technology? If they're smart enough or if they're sufficiently engaged enough with it, they might say, okay, well, it would work if we did this. Like, say we started focusing on quantum computing a little bit more. This would be possible. It's just not possible with this structure we have. So all along... You know, over the past 14 years, my thing has been embedded, really, uh, and other things built on top of it so that when that floor is ripped out from under, this still, th 
this thing still stands. It's already there. It's not even going to really take that much time to shift into. It's just that you might hear a lot of bad information out there about what's happening. It might scare you. You might think to yourselves, oh my gosh, we're on the verge of an apocalypse. Well, if you look at the original meaning of an apocalypse, it was tied to this Gnostic tradition, which is where the Bible leaves off, okay? The, the book of Revelations is the most condensed work of Gnostic, the Gnostic tradition, which was supposed to, post, supposed to be the Jesus wing of it all, <laughs> okay? This is supposed to be where Jesus shifted the tide of things, but what did the Roman, you know, after after things went down for Israel, what did the Roman Catholic Empire do? It wiped out all the Gnostic traditions or kept them hidden and out of view and nobody could see them because that's really what, what, what it's all about. I mean, you have to have people who can read these things, scribes, librarians, historians, and those people were constantly targeted, especially if they were related to this information. So... If you want to talk about intelligence agencies, let me tell you, these things actually go back thousands of years. Esotericism is a form of, is, was the first form of an intelligence community. So I have a deep respect for everything that deals with information because I understand how hard it is to bring that information forward into the future when you're being hunted for even having it you know when god was in the bible the the scripture about hide these words in your heart what we're reading is the exact thing that has had to be smuggled into and out of countries out of places into and out of wars it's had to survive the tests of time so there are fragments all over the world all over. What do you think all these wars are about in the end? There's something there in those those pyramids in Crimea that was found that changes the order of religion itself because it completes the history. It illuminates the dark the dark space from which we said, well, after Jesus, nobody said anything. Um, yeah, I know, because they were busy killing everyone who said anything so that they could have this version cut out for them and it fit it fit the narrative this was the first form of propaganda i'm not saying the bible is propaganda but it was in its time ancient propaganda because it was so heavily edited but we we tend to look at this like oh it's just language it just happens this way there's a part of that that's true but the other part of it is that people started getting executed for even sharing it sharing the good news of what ha was supposed to happen. But Jesus had predicted something. He said, it's not going to end here. It'll come very soon. But it's not going to happen in your lifetimes. That's all I got to say about it. You might actually get killed. But if you don't do this, down the line, those people aren't going to get the f get at least what they need to get. So you have to commit your whole life to this. And know that God is going to protect this information if our bodies die. Just know that the truth is going to, going to be passed down. So all these wars 
that we're seeing now are, are wars of institutions that forgot God. The one and only thing that needed to be replaced for all this to change was that we needed them to remember God. Remember who you, you submit to, who you have said, I am representative of this body of people and I'm representing them to my, my creator because I don't know. And so I'm here to spiritually lead. But what happens when you don't spiritually lead and instead you lead us to a grave? Are we not allowed to revolt anymore? Are we not allowed to demand you leave, exit the premises, goodbye? We cannot have this because we know ultimately it's a war for information and a war for truth. And you all are trying to kill the people who are, are smuggling the truth, really. There's all sorts of names for what these people do. Now we're called whistleblowers. Yeah, we're blowing the whistle on something, which is that information, the system is being used against us so that we do not know the truth. So the truth can never set us free from it. So the war in Ukraine and Russia, when I listen to, and I respect really deeply, I do respect the Pentagon, the, the high level leaders, whatever you wanna call them, the officials. I respect them all. They do some very hard work. I don't have a qualm with it. But I know that right now it's gonna be a little testy and touchy if I'm like, okay, just tell them the truth. But people are like, we already know, okay? Okay? We know. It all makes sense. Just look at, we looked at the money. Dear Sydney, where did all the money go? <laughs> That's really all you gotta ask for. That's really all you gotta ask, Sydney. Where did all the money go? Okay, well, we have this scenario. Where did the money go? Show us what's what. From the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? And we can't escape that. That's literally, quite literally, a mechanism that we cannot escape. It is a part of our brain's framework. So when people start acting a little shifty, you're shifting a little, just like the name. I saw, like, the thing with Adam Schiff, I saw that, okay? Believe me, if I say some nice things to somebody on Twitter, don't think the person behind it isn't secretly seething, waiting for the people to just say it. Come to me and say it. Show me the hashtag and I'll follow it. I want to know. Let's just keep the flow of information truthful. Let's keep it clear. Don't start clogging and spamming the, the inner tube of information I've got going on here the channel. Okay, let's see what happens. Is Twitter going to take it down? Is Twitter going to leave it up? Is Elon Musk going to be like, haha, um, we caught you and then, but he's already been caught. So nobody's going to say a thing. That's all I know. So when I see these things, I'm like, well, there it is. There's the story. I believe it because I see who you hang out with. I see who you're rolling with. I see who's endorsing who, doing what, that, behind the scenes, uh, flashing the symbol, so to speak. I see it all. And I'm not saying this in a weird, uh, ghostly kind of way. I, I'm, I mean that people tell me. They tell me what's up and what's going on on the streets. They trust me. 
And so I, I learn all these things and I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, they're everywhere. They're like rats. They're just everywhere. What do we do? Someday I'm, I'm going to be able to process what was done. Um, at this point, I know it's not in my hands anymore. And nobody can ignore it. You say some things in front of the FBI or the CIA on the tweet, and it gets seen, and I expect them to do something about it. That's all I've got to say. I expect them to do something about it. Don't make me call a hotline and and file a report on behalf of a large group of people. Just take care of it and admit your role in it. That's all that's really being asked here now somebody's paranoid because what 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 does john have to do with it huh what does he have to do with it who was playing who here who was doing what in the background who's pulling the strings making my life a little harder a little more hellish I'm mad. I have every right to be mad. If I got to do it once a day, I'm going to do it once a day because every layer, every layer that gets peeled back in public, it gets quiet. It gets real quiet out there. People are looking at their husbands like, what uh, have you been up to? Sitting in your car at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> what have you been up to, sir? Even Jennifer Lopez is looking at Ben Affleck like Ben. We just got, we got, I married you for a reason. Because now I can watch you. <laughs> now I got eyes on you, homie. And now you're pissed. <laughs> now you're like, damn, I have a wife now. She's the hottest, yes? She's a she's a real prize and he he still can't even <laughs> he can't even cope with the addiction that he had. So and he's like America is America is uh <laughs> uh mid husband. <laughs> he's the husband in the middle, okay? Like if we had to rank all the husbands, he falls square in the middle even though he's famous. <laughs> He plays mid-husband really well. <laughs> and even J-Lo knows, like, look, I don't know why nature, <laughs> I don't know why God made this man uh, a part of my life. <laughs> but he did, so, you know, there's some good here and some bad here, and we all get it. They're all crazy. Every single one of them. Every single one of them is crazy. I can't even trust my own blood because I'm like, well, we might be blood related, but you're still a man and I think you're crazy. Excuse me, but I got the neighbors cackling. And it doesn't matter at this point. I'm just going to pop off when I pop off. So I'm a woman now, as they say. 
Her brain has caught up. <laughs> her body is all catching up. I'm a woman now, and I have to explain some things about how I feel about men. I think you're all crazy. Um, frankly, I, I'm not going to blame your moms, but I would like to have a talk with your mothers. <laughs> Just get them all together. <laughs> We're going to get together at a brunch. Me and all your moms. <laughs> all of them. We're going to get together together at a brunch and we're going to talk about what their sons were out there doing. Oh, really? That's what he did? Uh-huh. I know the moms are going to tell it like, look, that's my son. Just remember, that's my son. I know he's gone, but <laughs> at least I'm still rich. And I'm just going to be like, yeah. So how do we make sure that sons don't end up this way again? No, really. How do we make sure these kids don't turn out to be a bunch of, you know what I'm saying. Don't even make me say it. I just want to know what the moms are going to do about it. How are you going to cope with the fact that your son is out there acting buck wild on the internet? And in real life, behind, behind his woman's back, in front of his woman's face. At night as he t he's turned over, sleeping, but then you see the light come on. What is he doing? Checking his phone. Why you gotta take it to the bathroom with you? Why do you gotta shower with it? With, or with it in the bathroom with you? Why, why are you putting it upside down on the table? She's spitting that hot fire. And it... it... The women are like, look, girl, we know you're mad. We know how big it was. Um, the embellishments are fine. They apply. But it's still, it's still just an incomplete circle here. So let us fill in the blanks for you. We know our sons are pieces of crap. What they be doing on the internet makes them pieces of crap. And we didn't raise them like this. But then we saw their dads doing it, and then the dads started acting crazy, and a lot of women were out there just getting straight abused because men had this addiction. Oof. Oof. Can you believe it? The biggest addiction of all time. Staring at your phones, staring at hoes on the internet, staring at things you shouldn't be staring at, and now you're stalking, girls, and now you got a whole currency that helps you. I mean... <sighs> sometimes I just want to call cryptocurrency the stalker currency because that's all it really was so of course it's gonna be a woman who comes along and is like I need to talk to your mom I don't even want to talk to you I just want to talk to your mom but she's got to know I'm gonna block her so that she starts getting a little curious and starts really taking this seriously I'm gonna block her and it's going to be bad because somebody's going to see it from like Vogue France and they're going to be like, ooh, she just blocked Mae Musk. <laughs> she just said no. And now something's going to happen in high society and people are going to be like, well, why? Oh, 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 so you, you knew about your son doing all those things. Did you or did you not? And when if she says, yeah, I knew. <laughs> how do you think I look so good? If she says that, I'm going to disinvite her <laughs> from brunch. <laughs> and then when we post that picture on the gram, 
high society is going to have a moment. That's all I got to say. I've gotten to know these people subliminally for long enough to know exactly how it's all going to go down. If I disinvite you from my brunch, it means I don't trust you. And since we're dealing with the top 1%, you got to imagine these groups are very small. And they're getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And now it's like, are you invited or no? <laughs> are you going to be invited to her wedding or not? <laughs> like, who's going to be there? Because this is going to be an event. Yeah, it's going to be a whole event. But long after the actual marriage. So everybody relax. The event will come after. I don't really care about the event. And quite frankly, I don't really feel so great right now. I, but I, I don't see the point in making marriage about an event. So when it happens, it happens. Okay. I'm not trying to hate everybody. I'm not trying to meet, be mean. Um, except to it for a few people who I've uh, had to refine this message for because they have refined their faces in an eerie fashion i'm quite displeased <laughs> i'm quite freaked out by the face modifications but some of them were 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 done beautifully i have to say some of them really were like i was just always like look i'm gonna ride this out as long as i can when i start to feel like okay things are just looking a little less tight <laughs> then whatever but it's not going to be anything serious or i'm not going to change my whole face i've had to grow into my face but then i see all these girls who are not growing into their faces and are trying to get another face like good luck keeping that one up because nature's not going to help you it's going to try to go back to your old face and then you're going to have to keep getting your face modified which is just going to make you look more and more and more and more fake just I would have let it happen. Who cares if people make fun of you for being, you know, <laughs> close to grem close to gremlin? Um, if you if you could, you know, like put some filters on, then you would look like me. And I'm only talking. You know this. I'm talking to a group of like a dozen people. So don't get offended. I'm not trying to hate on everybody who went out there and tried to copy it. But at the same time, I'm very sad that you decided you couldn't love yourself the way you are. Because that's the greatest love of all. Like Whitney said, learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. And if you don't know that love, you're going to want somebody else's version of it. Okay? So I say this to all those teenage girls out there who are who are having a hard time and wondering when are we going to get a role model who understands the pain of this all? Well, sweeties, I'm here. I'm here. I know because I lived it. When I said I started to feel really bad about myself from maybe the time I was 19 when I first started using social media, the effect was that quick. It was that way for me too. For many women who were young, teenagers, 
young girls, it was like that way for all of us too. Believe me when I say that. Um, and that's precisely why, like when I read Handmaid's Tale, I was like, first of all, let's just get one thing straight. This is good. It's warning us of something, but at the same time, it's told through a lens that I personally cannot relate to. How are you on the run from a sex cult regime, but you end up in Canada in a nice house, a nice, literally a nice house? Well, you worked for it by escaping, but what about all the other people who don't? Because they just get shot right off the bat. Eliminated because they're not worthy of this whole pregnancy program. So I read that book when I was in like ninth grade or something and I was like, yeah, I mean, I can see that happening, but I won't be the one who makes it to Canada. At least I didn't think I was going to make it to Canada. <laughs> Apparently I made it to Canada, but only metaphorically. And now, yeah, now, now my Canadian partners have acquired the mushroom farm I requested. Thank you very much. These Pacific Northwest mushrooms. Holy Mother Earth. They're some of the best mushrooms I've ever had. Like they just, oh my gosh. If I could give up meat just to eat mushrooms, I would do that. Even the psychedelic ones, let me just be clear. I like them all. They all get me kind of like spaced out somehow. Mushrooms are meat for me. So I could live off mushrooms. And so when I asked and said I kind of want a mushroom farm, well, out of thin air, a couple months later, or maybe a couple weeks later, now I got my mushroom farm. Thank Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for this mushroom farm. We are going to grow some of the, we're just going to have the most top-notch mushrooms. Even the psychedelic ones. Because, look, if we're going to move our mental health system over into the psychedelic farm system, which we need to do, and the cannabis farm system, well, somebody's got to, somebody's got to start somewhere, okay? And... I really believe that the thing that can help all these addicts who used to be addicted to heroin and fentanyl and cocaine, um, all that, we just give them some, some of that good stuff. Put them in some nice facility. Look, it's going to be nice. You're going to have a good time. We're going to buy Trump Hotel and turn it into a resort for addicts. <laughs> and guess what? Guess what? The better you do, the higher you get to go. <laughs> like the more you can quit these dead deathly drugs the higher up in the penthouse you might be able to stay for a little while until you feel good about it how about all that let's just do that let's reverse the flow of negativity that's come to this planet because we just took the wrong drugs all the time or we just made stupid drugs out of things that are perfectly fine in a small quantity like opium there's nothing wrong with a little bit of opium sometimes. You think I'm not going to be out there smoking the poppies? I'll quit I'll quit my diplomatic work on the internet if they're not trying to let me smoke the poppies. Sometimes I'm gonna, but I'm not going to get addicted to it. I have a variety of things to keep me happy and healthy, and none of them are inorganic. 
they're as close to the natural source as can possibly they can possibly be. But yeah, there's a problem when there's, you know, political strife, there's subjugation going on, and, and these very peaceful people are like, I don't know how to deal with this except to escape it in my mind, so I think I'm just going to go to the opium den and stay there. Why not? At least it's keeping me alive and asleep. <laughs> that's what, you know, that's what all these drug trades ultimately come down to. What purpose are these drugs serving? How are they being served? What's the... And now we've come to 2023 and just absurd types of drugs are being made. Absurd. And I'm talking chemicals being mixed with other chemicals that should not ever be mixed. Ever. But they do it so that it's both addictive because it feels good. At the same time, it kills them cellularly. This can kill people cellularly. Just their their whole body's decaying from the inside out. So now their teeth are bad and they're they're jaunt, they're not eating, they don't have access to food. It's just a whole thing. So I think about addicts and I don't look at them like they're horrible people. I honestly see them as people who got trapped. That's why I'm so angry. That's why I won't shut up. That's why I just have to keep talking about this until it really hits home and all of this is over because we're all going through it together. All of us. There are kids of of addicts who watch their parents go from being functional in society to having a good job to being on the streets, you know, sitting in their car. And now it's like, well, what are we supposed to do about you? There's no no resources available well there are now um the mushrooms i think are a good start to get people out of that headspace that keeps them fiending for these other drugs and it also i think you know if mixed with the right things at the right time like ketamine is ketamine can be used too like if they're done appropriately, then we can make um, rehabilitation humane. Like everybody can get off these drugs and be, get to, you know, get pushed down that stream of life again where they can float freely through it and they have everything they need and they're enjoying the view they get to see something beautiful because now they're they're in a society that supported their rehabilitation and now they they have gratitude for all of it so they're more likely going to do good with that gratitude than bad when you don't have gratitude and you try to heal yourself i th- you know through all these other drugs especially i think that something happens that's very soul killing and soul sucking it just destroys this part of you. And I'm not saying brains aren't regenerative. They definitely are. But if you keep destroying it over and over and over again, you're blunting the process that was supposed to unfold over your life in which your brain is expanding. Your neurons are making more and more complex connections 
And this algorithm now that runs in your brain, this network that's running in your brain is whole. So now you can perceive things. You know not to kill because you know we're all connected, that there is energy. And some people are killing the receptors either because they don't have a choice. This thing is being forced on them. Or they just want to see it die in other people. There's kind of, sometimes the biggest drug lords and the overlords have the same problem occurring all at once. So they can't even get out of the trap that they're in. And it's only until they come off the drugs that they start to see it and feel it again. But until they do, we can never expect them to be, you know, A, repentant, B, apologetic, or C, uh, reparative. They're never going to be those things. It's none of the above. They have to get off the drugs first. So that's that's very difficult um, after abusing them for so long. And my heart does go, my heart really breaks for those people because it's hard enough to wean myself off of my own addictions. And mine aren't innately harming me, but they're still, they're still things. I mean, I don't want to be smoking weed all the time, but... I don't think a lot of people would even trust me on mushrooms because I might, I don't know, open up a portal to another reality and be like, step in, everybody. And next thing you know, I'm a, they're coming to me like a cult. And I'm like, I don't want to be a cult mem leader or a member. And I don't want to be your guru. So the cosmic lesson has been fulfilled. You too can attain whatever this thing called buddha called enlightenment you can attain it too it is not a special thing it should be a very normal thing because that's what's going to keep us in a state of peace so that when we approach situations that are not peaceful we look at them and say well we know peace is the only option because the other option is just killing um and nuking and bombing so this is going to be the official stance when I listen to these Pentagon briefings, I'm just like, yes, we know you don't have ancient Chinese ancestors. Because if you did, you would understand what they are saying. You really would. You would see it in the face of that guy who's always in the Chinese, the Chinese Ministry of Foreign Affairs Twitter, that guy in his face. You got to understand the words match the face, but you don't see it if you don't know about Asian culture. Thailand, the land of 13 smiles. Well, guess what? They got up to 19 from what I can see. Um, all Asian countries have different ways of communicating a certain level. It's kind of like that Russian, like, you want to? Yeah, you want to go there? At the end of every good statement, but just to remind you, you know, who, you, who, they, who you're talking to. It's that kind of stuff. But for China, I would personally, if I was a military general, this is just me, I would look at that photo and I would think, oh my gosh. Yeah, okay, you are older than us. Your civilization is older because you're, you're using the threat of force, but you're also putting something much more potent in it, which is a spiritual truth or a universal truth. And all we really needed to do was to get past this notion that the CCP is the only ruling factor here. 
they have been rolling through the same technology that the Yuga Labs bros and the Russian crypto bros have all been using. That's all. So if you eliminate that network, well, they don't have anything. All they have are guns. And eventually the guns are going to run out of bullets because guess who's taking them off the market? Oh, you think you're going to buy bullets? Where are you going to get them from? Huh? They have to be manufactured. What if I bust those people? Huh? What if the chemicals to the, for the chemical factory or the bullet factory or the bomb factory never arrive? Huh? What happens? So, yeah, there's a couple ways you can go about war. You could do it in the most violent way possible, which to me is little peepee territory. Or you can hijack the economy or not hijack, but you can say, I'm going to do these things so that an outcome is produced and the outcome will be the cessation of these bullet manufacturing operations and their transportation to and from borders. Because it is a both-way operation. It is two-sided. There's always somebody on the other side of the border who has to receive. Do you think these people... These cartel members, the Sinaloa cartel, you think they go walk up to the border and dump it over the fence? Um, America, wake up. It's a whole thing, okay? It's a whole thing. They're not getting dump dumped over the fence. Um, they used to have a very sophisticated method called Elon Musk's planes and cars and trucks. And maybe even that rocket itself, just getting it from coast to coast. You know what I'm saying? Who even knows anymore? I don't pay attention to those stupid rockets. I don't care where they're going. They're not even shaped the right way to get anywhere. When I made that joke about Elon Musk back in 2019, I knew I was going to rip it as a comedian, even if I stayed on Twitter forever. I was going to rip it because I was right. I, actually, I even had the science that he tried to say, oh, that's already been debunked. Oh, really? Then why does this exist? Why does this exist? Tell me. You're trying to get in on it. You think you're in on it. Um, no, I was just letting you inspect the facilities so that you know what's going on and how much better it is than yours, homie. Uh-huh. When I said space, suborbital spacecraft so that we can, I'm sorry, get over this whole plane business, it's not even really fun if we just float there on a balloon for like, who knows how long? How long can we survive suborbitally is my question. Um, if the balloon is big enough, we can float there until the Earth rotates and then we can come back down in another country. Why not? This is what travel... What's really kind of shaking up the travel industry, why these air traffic controllers are going a little crazy. Well, what's going to happen to our jobs? Uh, you're going to be a suborbital space controllers, traffic controllers. What do you think? There will be an education available to you so that you can now do this. This is cooler. It means we don't impact the environment at all. It takes a little more time. There will be other ways to get to places quicker. But let's be real. The pandemic taught us all. We don't need to be in an office. Okay? We can do all the work remotely from our phones or our laptops. If we all want to be a laptop class, we can all be laptop class. But when people are out there trying to do it the wrong way, which is by trying to get to Mars and scare us 
and tell us the earth is doomed yeah because you're dooming it if you keep doing this we are doomed congratulations for building yourself an escape hatch like every other ev every one of these goons does the same thing el chapo did it through the underground who even knows if that was elon musk's work uh-huh who even knows what the boring company was really up to Taking it all down today, okay? Because I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my life. After the next month, it, that's the maximum amount I can devote to being a, the planet Earth's therapist. Um, yeah, I'm going to get it all out, and I'm going to say what I have to say. I'm not going to say it nicely. The ghetto, the ghetto girl in me is going to come out. The Puerto Rican in me is going to come out. You see AOC up there bouncing like, oh yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go off on these guys. Well, guess what? She's going to go off someday and talk about how they were all trying to run the same game on her because wow, wow. And they probably got some, some incredible footage, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. We are gonna talk about it. I won't curse in front of my mother. But we're going to talk about it until my voice gives out and I'm like, I'm tired now. I should just go to sleep and forget about all this because in my own mind, guess what? When I go to sleep, I take that melatonin and I knock myself out. You know where I go in my sleep? To the future where I can dream. I am literally in, in that space. I am the most alive. And I know that that's kind of sad. People call it depression. But you know what? My depression has manifested in the most glorious of ways. Um, if I need sleep and I want to go there so I can pop back out into this reality and be like, oh, yeah, I know what to do about this thing because in the future it's already been done. Then I'm going to do that. Okay? As many times as I want. And sometimes I'm going to do that from my nice little pad on the beach. No men. No man allowed. You're not allowed to come to my house unless I tell you you can come to my house. And if I tell you you can come to my house, consider yourself touched by an angel because that means you're not going to the other place where I think all men belong. <laughs> and I'm going to run my thing the way I run my thing because it's not hurting anybody. It's meant to help people. So... To all of you people who thought you were going to be, you were going to be the epitome of, of civilization, either in science or technology, or as a philosopher, I hate to tell you this, but in the future, the women are the ones making everything. <laughs> like, we don't do anything that the men say to do unless we look at the evidence that it's going to work. Okay, we already got the AI and we just ask it questions still. Well, in the future, we're still going to ask the AI questions except the AI is just going to be like, I already did it. I saw a problem coming and then I already took care of it. Somebody was stepping out of line and we stopped it before it got violent. 
these people aren't getting along. We figured out what it was that they weren't getting along over, and now they're getting along again because it was a very basic thing. It was just uh, they needed more mushrooms or they needed some hemp. And they were tired of it getting all of their hard work being, you know, destroyed by some uniformed, some very good-looking uniformed men, I have to say. But they're still in that uniform, and every time those people in that uniform come over, you know what they do? They steal the poppies, and they steal the hemp, and they steal the cannabis, they steal the hash, uh, they steal the good and the bad. Well, actually, they force us to do the bad so they can steal the good in fact destroy the good and turn it into something bad so um no really like what am i supposed to say just you're all <laughs> in the supreme court of twitter <laughs> you have all been unilaterally absolved <laughs> is that what everybody's waiting for is that when um breaking news is gonna announce that the fed said we have a chance of a soft landing well, is this gymnastics? Is this... Are we doing somersaults around the truth? Because if we are, I hate to tell you. <laughs> but <laughs> you're all going to somersault off the edge of a cliff. <laughs> My question is, do you want that to happen? Or do you want somebody to say you're approaching a cliff, y'all? Like, there's a point of no return here. And if you don't turn around and start somersaulting in a different direction... <laughs> We're going to have a big problem here. Civilization is moving in this direction, and you seem to be a little behind. These these people move very slowly until they realize, well, she called game, okay? She called the game, and then we all just have to capitulate because Uncle Sam left. Uncle Sam left dear Samantha. <laughs> a fat prize <laughs> a fat w <laughs> just take this w it is stained it's kind of bloody but it's a w nonetheless take this w and flip it upside down and do something mesmerizing Ma magnificent not magneto or maybe magneto but magnificent. Just do something magnificent with it. Do exactly what you think is going to fix it all. Because when some people come to the end of their lives and they know the truth because it's going on in their heads, they're now connected to the, the source of all time and space, which we experience are returning to in death. So they're closer to it than ever. And they might see it as a very simple thing. Maybe it was the result of their own greed. Maybe it was the result of their, their own ingenuity and genius, whatever the case may be. But they go into those final days knowing somebody's going to have to take this over. And if I give this to my, my sons and my daughters or my grandkids, what are they going to do with it? They're going to do something so harmful with it. Because they weren't raised right. Their parents didn't raise them right. They had too much. They didn't have to work for anything. They didn't have to think about anything. They just got whatever they wanted anytime they wanted. And now they don't care about anybody else but themselves. The art scene got rocked. 
rocked. The crypto scene got rocked. All just because somebody was like, no, you're not going to rope me into all this drama. Millennial castle kid drama. Gen X castle kid drama. No, just don't give me any of it. I already know what happened. Thank you to your grandfather, your dad, your mom, your grandmother. Thank you. And now I know what has to happen. It's not really about me. I'll wait till people lay the crown at my feet before I even pick it up to wear it. That's how I know I've done a good job. When people are saying, okay, now take something for yourself. You've done all this work, take something. It's, it just depends on what you want to take. What do you really want to do? And to me, as a Taurus, I just think to myself, well, I want to run the whole bank. That's it. I just want to um, be able to continue to do my work because it's the new bank. And I know in some ways it's going to be very difficult and people are going to be scared and anxious. But when this bad boy, this bad mamma jamma rolls out, do you think that you're going to look at this and say, wow, I wish we stayed with the old system? Oh, no. You're going to be like, this should have been the way it, it was all along. Really, and this is no affront to your banker grandpas, your J.P. Morgan daddies. This is to say it should have been this way all along, and it was natural. The idea came naturally to me, and I, I only had to listen to my heart and listen to people, listen to the, the feelings that they were struggling with. Okay, tell me what the emotion is and where it's coming from. That's all. So when I had started to have kids, hit me up on Instagram, off the streets, like this is what these police are doing to us. Well, I had to show something. I really did. I had to show I could connect with that because if they're going to spend time in jail after being targeted by these police forces that are running amok, letting the drugs flow, having their own, you know, having their own little parties on the side. That's who's doing it to these kids who are trying to say, you're a hypocrite. We see you on the streets taking little packages here and there. You're, we're working with you sometimes because you promise you'll protect us. <clears throat> I'm gonna wrap this up pretty soon. But that's who I think about because those are the ones who are brave enough to say, we know a girl. She's got connections. She's got something on her side that seems to be working in some other area. We know a girl. And you have to have been close enough, you know, at, at a certain nexus of this whole thing. Um so that you could understand how this was translating in different directions. So when those kids started coming to me, and even the Taliban was like making sure something, some messages show up on my Twitter, and I was getting all this stuff, I was like, okay, I'm gonna need a whole thing outside of myself to process this. All I want is for me to, to, to say a, a paragraph, a prompt, and then it comes back through people 
not through the computer, but somebody learns the information and brings it back to me because I need to know what it is that you think I can do here. What do you trust here? And when kids were coming to me off the streets, it's because they already saw what happened to me on the street. And they knew what I, I did was important. I said clearly to that police officer from the San Diego Police Department, I said clearly to that officer, I have PTSD and you are hurting me. He almost broke my neck. And then one of the ginger haired one who had to come into the hospital and be my babysitter because they wouldn't let him take me to the hospital. That ginger haired one had to sit there and pretend like he didn't know what was going on. And I looked at him and I said, do you use social media? He said, no, no, no. Yeah, you do. You all have a network. And it's localized. That's why you're here with me. But it's still, it's operating like a gang. And little, little did I know how deeply, how deeply messed up this whole thing was. It wasn't until I was in the jail, the county jail that night, that I realized there's a reason why this jail, number one, is so far away from everything else. And it's not because these women are going to break out and escape. The campus is actually quite, uh, quite nice, I have to say. I mean, they walk you out of there like you're a champion. Um, you made it out, and then they give you a little bus pass and say, okay, you don't have clothes on, you don't have shoes on. Um, that girl that was that came out with me didn't have any clothes on. I mean, she barely had any clothes on. She looked like she had been beaten and assaulted for a whole night. And she had, she got on the train, same train as me, got off on a different stop. I got off on the wrong one, had to find my way back. I even called my ex and I was just like, you don't know what you've done. And I heard in his voice that he knew exactly what he had done. And he was just like, I don't, I don't want anything to do with it. Well, too late. Too late because you participated. And if I call you out, your life is on notice because of what these, my homies saw happen on the street. Your life would have been on noticed, on notice, Ernie. So you're lucky that I didn't say anything to indicate that I was angry at you. You know, even the Mexican homies are like, we know what kind of Mexican he is, though. He's got that thing. He's into German stuff. He's into neo-Nazi stuff. He secretly like, yeah, we know. They're a little different than us. And I didn't have to say a thing. I knew I had the homies. So, whew, lots of men blessed with life out there. That's all I got to say. Had I not decided I'm going to survive this, even if it wrecks me, and I'm going to do so as nonviolently as possible, although I can't control the streets out there. Um, if people decide that something needs to be done, what am I going to say? I had nothing to do with it. There were, I don't know. I don't know how far this is going. I never know. I have never known how far it was going to go. But when word gets out on the streets, word gets out on the streets. That's all I got to say about it. So it's for 
a lot of people's safety, actually, when I say it's over. That you take this seriously and you turn yourself in. I, I would like to do this as legally and officially and non-violently and non-threateningly because I'm just telling you the same connection you have to the streets, I got a connection too. And I don't even have to say much, just like you. That's what it's like to meet your match. So people are tense right now. They're thinking about maybe committing suicide. But there are also some people who I think um, deserve a second chance. Especially the service members who got caught up in all this. I think you deserve a second chance. At least in making things right. So, however the, the powers that be decide to discipline those people who had who just got into a bad place is up to them. But there are some very clear, 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 clear monsters. And I appreciate everybody who's called them out, brought forth the information, and, you know, when I block somebody on Twitter, it's a whole event. People won't even like the post because they're like, shoo. This one's going to get out. It doesn't even matter. One person sees it, 25, 1,000. It's going to get out. That's power, baby. That is when you build your own, your own community and your own channel, your own power. And you have to do that when you're fighting these men. You, I could never do this alone. Never. And I don't, I wouldn't want to. But who's to blame here and who's not to blame here? I don't know. It depends on what you were doing for what reason. Um, the intelligence community is well aware of the things that have to be done sometimes. No, really, they're well aware. And on the streets, the same awareness exists. This is the cycle of it all until we learn to eradicate evil. It's going to go on forever. So when you feel really hopeless and you know you became a victim to something, I want you to remember there is hope on the other side. It's only the ones who know they've done such great wrongs that the only path available to them is a, it's a bad path. It's one where they don't get to see their kids anymore. It's one where they don't get to experience love anymore. They get to interact with an AI girlfriend of their choosing, and that's about it. it it's fine, but, you know, until unless they, they create the perfect sex spot for these people, they will not be touching another woman, whether on the corner of Market Street or whatever street it happens on, or their own former partners or lovers, or anybody, they're not going to get hugs for a really long time. Unless their family visits them, which may or may not be allowed, who even knows? I think when you commit crimes against humanity, 
the only proper retribution here is that you get deprived of the thing that gives everybody else life, which is having um, relationships, which is having friends, having having people in your life, getting to hug the people you love. That, to me, would be actual, real legitimate punishment for something like this. Well, deprive them of the thing that brings the most joy. Because what they took was our joy. And they killed a lot of people. And now there's a lot of mothers and fathers out there who are never going to get to hug their son or their daughter or their non-binary trans queer child. Ever again. Because of what you did. So it's only right. heavy business and you know I'm ready to cut out um I won't post this because we just know it's all kind of a charade at this point but wow wow I don't know how I do this without sobbing all the time, but I do. And, um, <sighs> I was on my walk earlier and I was, I just had this sudden feeling as I was smoking my weed and Walking down that hill and having the sunshine right in front of me. I was thinking just how amazed I am that I get to live. And how I wouldn't be alive if, if I was all alone. There's that Bible verse that says, um, there's no greater love than giving your life for a friend or sacrificing your life for a friend. There's no greater love than that. That and, and loving yourself is a, it's a thing that if you love yourself, you can do that, that for somebody else. If you don't love yourself, then... You'll always find ways to protect yourself over the other person. And, um, I'm really grateful for that. Thank you. I just, um, I wish, I wish all these people in this crime scene. I wish I could have protected them all. I wish I, I could have stopped this all somehow. When I went to the jail here in Colorado Springs 
and they had me in the holding cell. I couldn't even not cry. I, I had to cry. I had to sob. I had to like cry out to God, like save me, please save me because it's getting worse and I'm losing me. Something is just being stripped away from me. I feel like with how I've had all of my my art taken from me so many times. I should have that original document. I should have my old phone. Even the one with the broken screen. I should have access to everything that I've ever done. And when that gets taken away, um, that's like, it's devastating. It was really, really devastating to lose all of that and my memories. My pictures, my camera, my hard drives, my <laughs> just stealing so many things all the time. I know you're sorry. You did it because you needed more material to make your version of something that you would hope to exist in the world rather than this other thing. I get it. But it was still a loss, like, that I'll, I'll never forget the pain of it. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I do sound good as an AI backup singer for a lot of these artists that I've loved for so long, that who taught me how to sing actually, and it's incredible to hear those things poking out because I'm so, I, I know my own voice, and I know other people's voices, and that is exactly how I would want it to sound if I were to show up on a track. Just take the raw thing and make it whatever, fit it to your style. Just make it yours, it's fine. I don't expect anything because I know what I'm gonna get, but sometimes I like to, I like to get mad about it. Knowing the same answer is gonna be, well, why? You know, why? There's already a <laughs> <laughs> you already created your a confluencer crisis. Why more? <laughs> so, so, no. <laughs> it's fine. Really, it's fine. Um, I was just <laughs> being resentful for the fact that everybody's been out there enjoying the sunshine and traveling. And I was having to do this final, final part of all the work, which is put the finishing touches on it, talk to the public about it, be like a, be like a keynote speaker. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Um, I had to do what I had to do because this is something so important to me. I have made many friends, many enemies, many haters, many lovers, uh, people who think they're dating me in their minds and they're not. 
people who think I'm in love with them and I'm not, you're, you're fine, but okay. You're fine. Just go. There's just go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I hope things get better. I hope that really, whatever it is that, that needed to be said was said. Um, I hope that people build again. Don't just be out there scheming. Don't just be out there taking advantage of people. Or don't be out there taking advantage of people at all. If you know what you're going to do is is going to enrich you at somebody else's benefit, then you're playing a zero-sum game. And at some point, I'm going to find out about you and I'm going to rug you. That's it. I'm just going to rug you on an epic scale and we won't even have to talk about it because it'll be done instantly. Just instantly. Oops, things changed. Oops, she rearranged the furniture. Oh my goodness, the office looks different now. Who's in control? Who is in charge here? And why can't I talk to a person? You are talking to a person. You're just talking to my AI and I'm telling you. This is what I really think about it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm out. It's 6.45. I'm tired of talking. And frankly, I hate this subject. I just want to be looking at pretty art at a museum or on the beach with some fine-ass man. Um, I just want to be somewhere other than in the snow, constantly getting trapped in the snow with my broke-down Chevrolet. <laughs> and... Parents that are like, Ugh, this is gonna, it's gonna be interesting. Sleep well, or don't sleep, but whatever you do, do something productive with your time and your mind. Start dreaming. Before you go to sleep. Close your eyes, put your phones down, and start to visualize things. Like, literally, try to visualize a, la a laser in your brain that can create any vector in different dimensions. And create an image. Just create a square, a... a cube um a diamond try to imagine yourself creating that thing i know it sounds a little weird but what you're doing when you start to enter that liminal space between awakeness and being asleep you're priming your brain to enter a different space so that you get to a space where the same mechanism can be utilized in that space and i'm telling you if you can learn how to do this before you fall asleep you will have the most amazing what they call lucid dreams i call the spiritual realm reality what it really is on the other side of this meat puppet and all of its limitations this mortal coil so to speak that's all i gotta say
Love you.